if it in any way is affecting your work, I think that's when you have to recognize that this is a significant problem and something needs to be done. Something has to be addressed. There's even a, a lot of employers that offer employee assistance programs. That's a great resource. You, you should actually tap into that if you have this issue. And that way it helps for you to cope. And to Often, people go through life-changing experiences without any guidance. But what if you had the tools available to help you in your journey? I welcome you to the Misguided Notions podcast. Our mission is to create a space where we discuss thought-provoking topics with people that go through real-life experiences. My goal is to inspire, empower, and help build awareness to a number of issues that our society doesn't really talk about. So listen in, engage in conversation, and if you'd like, share your story. Welcome to the Misguided Notions podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you're new here, welcome. I'm your host, Sandrine Etienne. I'm currently reading a book called Meditation for Fidgety Skeptics by Dan Harris, and it was interesting. I went to the library, was not looking for this book. Normally I go online and I order the books that I want to read and I saw it and I was like, Hmm, I think I want to give this a try. And I don't know that I'm much of a person that meditates per se. I think in my own way, I do my own form of meditation, but it's more like over a cup of coffee burning some candles, maybe some incense if I'm in the mood. Some other times I'll use my diffuser, which I'm obsessed at nighttime when, especially when I've had a really long day, I will literally go in the shower. I dim the lights. They're actually off. I have my diffuser on with my favorite scent uh, essential oils, which is lavender and eucalyptus, which I put in there. The combination for me with the lights off, the shower running, oh, it is just heaven. And I think in my own way, that is my form of meditation, but I'm trying to be more open. I've tried one of the apps, Calm. I've also done some YouTube but I want to get more into a practice of it. I truly feel the only time I'm able to really shut off is in the mornings when I'm having my coffee because I have it's like a routine for me. Then another way that I found that's effective for me is I've had this new love for Pilates, which I am so into right now. And that is another opportunity for me to shut everything out. And I was realizing that over the past, maybe several weeks ago, I was just in this constant state of feeling stressed, overwhelmed. And so I wanted to create this episode to hopefully provide some tips and 
offer some suggestions on ways to combat some of these feelings, especially when you just feel this constant state of just not wanting to do anything, not wanting to just continue with the day-to-day, you know what I mean? And I am so grateful that I have the ability to take vacations. I have quite a good setup where I'm able to utilize many, not a lot, but many days off when I can. Uh, My friends might think otherwise, but I do love to travel. Um, But so recently I planned a trip with some friends of mine. We went to Portland and Seattle and we had such an amazing time. I just came back and we just took five days. That was all I needed. And it was like, We got the quick little reset that I needed. Now I'm ready to go. I was feeling like the Energizer Bunny. Like I was going, 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 going. And nothing happened. It was just, I think, uh, an accumulation of things. And it's just, it was just building and building and building. And I realized it had been a while since I took like some real time off. And so I took advantage of those five days. Did not think about work did not worry about anything work-related. And even when I came back, normally I'm in this state of, I got to check my phone, got to check the work emails. But I didn't. I was okay. And you know what? Nothing happened. I went back today to work and everything was fine. Everything's great. I only had two voicemails. I mean, and the last time I worked was a week ago. That's pretty damn good. Um, So, yes. So, I'm going to just get right into the episode. Uh, So we're talking about all things burnout. I will let you know what I think about this meditation for fidgety skeptics. I'll leave the link in the show notes. And I'm also going to leave a clip for Dan Harris. Maybe you know of him. I don't want to give too much away, but he had a very well-known meltdown on Good Morning America. I did not know that when I picked the book up, but Give it a listen. Imagine millions of people watch your life come unglued, an all-out panic attack on TV. It happened to our Dan Harris, but his journey of discovery brought back some lessons for all of us about our lives, too, and he's telling us about it tonight, Dan. Hi, Dan. This is a very personal story, as you know, because you were right there when it all started. Sometimes there are things holding us back from being happy, and we're not aware of it until life hits us over the head with a frying pan. And that is what happened to me. From ABC News, this is Good Morning America. Welcome to the most embarrassing day of my life. We're going to go now to uh, Dan Harris, who's at the news desk, Dan. Good morning, Charlie and Diane. Thank you. This is me 10 years ago. And the reason this is the most embarrassing day of my life is not that it looks like I've been attacked by a blow dryer and a can of hairspray. No, it's that I am about to freak out on national television. Health news now. One of the world's most commonly prescribed medications may be providing a big bonus. Researchers report people who take cholesterol-lowering drugs called statins for at least five years may also lower their risk for cancer. But it's too early to, to prescribe statins slowly for cancer production. At this point, I realize I'm helpless, so I bail right in the middle. Humiliation rushed in. I knew with rock-solid certainty that I had just had a panic attack on national television. Recently, I've been feeling very overwhelmed this constant state of stress, a bit of anxiety, and 
I was feeling also these extreme bouts of fatigue and tiredness. My workspace was a mess. I was just all over the place, super disorganized. And I didn't really understand what it was. And it wasn't until I was able to talk it through with a colleague of mine who I consider a dear friend we both were experiencing the same exact symptoms and we were like we're burnt and we say this to each other all the time especially when there are those periods where we're feeling super stressed and you know I work in the helping profession and for those of us that are in the helping profession the idea of burnout is inevitable it is something that we constantly hear, we constantly go through it, we constantly suffer through it. I mean, you have people in various positions throughout the helping field where they have this revolving door of workers because of burnout. So this is a real thing. And I've been wanting to talk about this for a while because I wanted to be super honest with my recent experiences and also offer some tips into what I've been able to do to help me cope and to help me reduce some of these feelings that I was feeling. Always have to be about work. I work in a field where I see people, my clients, who are constantly in this state of extreme burnout because of caregiving and work and life events that happen. And it's just so stressful. I mean, almost every day. And I constantly go through a check-in with my clients. Like, are you eating? Are you sleeping? You know, we go through this different, I go, I'm sorry, I go through these number of questions to find out how they're coping with all of this. And it's important that we recognize these signs and learn effective ways to deal with it because at the end of the day, it could lead to even bigger issues. Are you exhausted at work? Maybe a little cynical, not quite as efficient as you used to be. The World Health Organization says you might have burnout, which it now recognizes as a medical condition. It just approved the latest version of the internal classification of diseases, which describes burnout as a syndrome resulting from chronic workplace stress that has not been successfully managed. So what are the symptoms? Likely some that you're pretty familiar with, the, the ones I mentioned a second ago, being exhausted, mentally distancing yourself from work, and just not being... So unless you've been living under a rock the past couple of days, you may have heard that the World Health Organization recently classified burnout as a medical diagnosis. Now, this is huge. I mean, this is major. Again, being in the field that I'm in, we hear constant thoughts about burnout. And for the World Health Organization to make this a open diagnoses for other people to recognize, I think is major for our society. I think it is a huge step forward and that now this will cause employers to make huge efforts to develop efficient strategies to prevent burnout in their employees. Because at the end of the day, no company, regardless of how big or how small, 
can function efficiently without their employees. And if we're not taking into consideration the employee's stress factors or their their stressors or limitations and things of that nature, how effective of a company can you really be? That is really the reality. So I'm very happy that this has happened. And I think that this ties into the whole idea of work and life balance. And maybe this will be more of a, this will set more of a precedence for employers to acknowledge some of these issues that a lot of employees go through. And, you know, how many times have you gone to work knowing that you felt shitty, you didn't feel well, or, you know, you may have had the night before, maybe you were up with your kid, or you had a fight with your significant other, your partner, and you had to come to work and act like nothing happened, or you dealing with a loss, or you have a sick mother, a sick child, a sick dad, an uncle, an aunt. I mean, there, there's just so many different things that can cause stress and imagine working in a high intense environment having to come to work with all these stressors that's major and the fact that we can now acknowledge that burnout is a medical diagnosis which it always was (laughs) i think um i think it's a talk about some of the signs of burnout exhaustion difficulties concentrating forgetfulness moodiness anger, and lack of motivation. These are some of the signs. Burnout can definitely lead to negative outcomes, such as drinking excessively, lack of sleep, declining health status. And you may have a cold and that runs into something worse because there you were dealing with all of these issues related to burnout and it just cumulates into this even bigger problem. And it's important that we recognize the signs and try to combat them to help to alleviate some of these issues. So I'm going to talk a lot about some of the things that you can do, particularly if you're in an office setting or work, you know, if a lot of your stress has to deal with work. Take breaks when you need to. And Yes, I get that you may be super busy and you just don't feel that you have the time, but it's important that you make time. Take advantage of those 15-minute breaks, that hour break for lunch. Don't take it in your office. Try not to if you can. If it's nice out, maybe you have the option of eating outside in a courtyard. Not all of us have this luxury, I get. (laughs) I know I don't because I work out of my car pretty much. Um, But anyway... I think the idea of going outside is super helpful. If you have a day filled with meetings, take a breather in between meetings. It's so important. Get yourself a solid five to 10 minutes of relaxation in a quiet corner in your office. Again, preferably I'd say if you can go outside, that's even better, obviously weather permitting. And maybe you don't have the luxury of having privacy in your office. I know a lot of people now, a lot of, I'm sorry, a lot of employers rather 
do you have this open space concept so there might not be this ability for you to have privacy so again this is where going outside just to take a breath of fresh air could be very helpful it's so crucial that when you need it to take and utilize a mental wellness day I know I'm good for that I will call my supervisor I won't say it's a mental wellness day I usually say I'm not feeling well. And again, this is all part of recognizing the signs of, I woke up today, I'm just not feeling it. I can't do it. Physically, mentally, I can't do it. And I think this idea of mental wellness days are so underrated, but it's so necessary. Get in some form of exercise. It doesn't have to be a gym. Maybe there's a class that you've been wanting to take. A lot of different studios and things of that nature, they offer this intro free class. Take advantage of it. Go on Groupon. Maybe that class that you've been dying to try, like that spin class, it might be on there. might be at a decent price so that you don't have to break the bank. Another thing that I want to mention is, you know, listen, at work, a lot of times there's a lot of cattiness and a lot of maybe people that you don't necessarily get along with, but at the same time, maybe you have that one person that you identify with in the work setting and that person could be your soundboard. I know for me, I do utilize my phone as a way to take a couple minutes. I get on the call with my friend. Actually, we don't even call all the time. We technically send voice memos to each other, which I think is great. Use that. If you have that one person that you can identify with at work that can listen to you without any judgment, let them know what's going on. Let them know how you're feeling. Because you'd be surprised. They might be going through the same thing. Try your best not to internalize, because if you internalize, it's just going to build and build and build, and that's just going to make it feel, that's just going to make you feel worse. Do it. Accept it. Express your feelings without any hesitation to that person, because you would be so surprised how valuable that support can be to you. Do have access to our phones constantly. Sometimes you got to put the phone down. I know myself. I have a work and a personal cell phone, both of which at times I'm looking at more than, than others. And I catch myself a lot of times. I'm like, wait, it's after five o'clock. Why am I on my work phone? Like, this is not necessary. This is not okay. Put the phone down. Like, it's okay. Just put it down. If you meditate, do it. Find those few minutes out of the day to meditate, particularly those times where you're feeling really stressed and overwhelmed. Take a minute. Breathe. Download the app. There's an app for meditation. I know many people that use, there's free ones, even on YouTube, you can find some. Give it a try. I realize that not everyone has the luxury of indulging in a vacation, but maybe there's a friend who you've been wanting to visit 
but haven't for some time. Maybe they're just several miles away. Can you drive? Maybe you could rent a car. That could be cheaper than a flight. Take advantage. Take them up on that, you know, that offer to to crash for a few days. You'd be surprised that little reset because of society, we still have a long way to go. However, if we continue to have these conversations, being honest with our employers about our feelings, I get that not everyone has the comfort of being able to talk to their supervisor openly, but maybe there is someone that is of a supervisory status in your place of work that you can tell them some of the things that you're going through and nothing personal, but just maybe the idea of you feeling overwhelmed at work. It's important to be open and talk to someone about it because then again, more and more we have these conversations, it could be so helpful to you and for other people moving forward that maybe your employer will develop some sort of tech, um, some sort of a program rather of where they're recognizing some of these issues and helping to alleviate some of these stressors because it's crucial to the company as a whole for the employer's personal stuff that has nothing to do with work. You don't have to let your job know what's going on, but if it's if it in any way is affecting your work, I think that's when you have to recognize that this is a significant problem and something needs to be done. Something has to be addressed. There's even a a lot of employers that offer employee assistance programs. That's a great resource. You, You should actually tap into that if you have this issue. And that way it helps for you to cope and to learn to deal and to avoid some of these If you're having any feelings of burnout, I implore you to not, again, don't internalize it, tell someone about it, rely on your support system. You'd be surprised how much help and assistance you could get from telling someone else because they might be going through the same thing. What are some ways that you alleviate burnout? Do you have any tips? Share them on my latest Instagram. Twitter. You can also send me an email. I would love to hear from you. Thank you so much for tuning in. Be sure to subscribe, rate, review, and tell a friend about the Misguided Notions podcast.